Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting over episode 24 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So the first thing we see here is a young Asuka happy to tell her mother that she's been chosen as a pilot. She's so happy that everybody's being nice to her and she's special and all that. Unfortunately, she opens the door to find that her mother has hanged herself. Now, back in the present, things aren't going very well either. Shinji and Asuka are getting into a pretty heated argument. So now Asuka's just uh, hanging out in a dilapidated house, I guess. Soaking in the bathtub. Her cheeks look pretty sallow so it's safe to assume she's just been in there for a while she's clearly not in good health so back in the control center they've taken Asuka into protective custody so it seems like she sort of uh, went AWOL a la Shinji in some of the previous episodes Meanwhile, there's another convenience in that they've just magically found a new pilot to replace Asuka. Meanwhile, Shinji is reflecting on Rei and how he can't help but associate Rei with his mother for some reason that he can't quite figure out. So 
So now we have Ritsuko and Gendo having a confrontation here. Gendo's upset that she destroyed the dummy plug system, but Ritsuko declares that she didn't destroy that, she destroyed Rei. So Ritsuko's trying to make this into a sort of lover's quarrel, but Gendo's treating her just like he treats everyone else. Shinji's just sort of standing out in the wreckage of Tokyo 3 and the aftermath of Unit 0 blowing itself up. And essentially, because of that blast, a lot of his friends have moved away since their homes were destroyed, the school was destroyed. And Shinji's really down in the dumps about this whole thing because he essentially has nobody to talk to. Now we have this mysterious individual here humming the Ode to Joy. You know, classical music generally doesn't have a very good connotation in Evangelion. So this person introduces himself as Koaru, the fifth child. And he's instantly pretty familiar with Shinji and what his deal is. So Misato has done some digging into... Kawaru, and all of his records have been deleted mysteriously except that he was born on the second impact so you know I think that's a pretty significant hint that there is something up with this guy So notably, Kawaru is able to synchronize with Unit 2 exceptionally well, even without them reconfiguring the core. So not only is he exceptionally familiar with Shinji, and he just happened to show up right as Shinji was feeling down in the dumps about not having any friends, he's also a miraculously talented pilot. And he just happened to show up right as they needed a new pilot. 
So it seems like both Gendo and Futsuki aren't really sure what's going on either. They're having the Magi computer analyze what's going on, especially given that Kawaru had made contact with Rei. So Kawaru is able to read Shinji pretty accurately, especially in regards to him being afraid of human contact. The Kwaru is also sort of philosophizing on the nature of life and how pain is very commonplace, almost to the point where life could be described as pain. So Sile is talking amongst themselves and it almost seems like they might be behind Koaru. So meanwhile, Gendo's talking to Yui while facing Unit 1. And he's saying that once we destroy the final angel, which should be showing up soon... We can finally put my plan into action. And he also said that with that sort of embryonic form of Adam embedded in his hand. Uh, rather disgustingly, I might add. So it seems like everything is coming to a head here.
So Shinji and Kawaru continue to hang out with each other. And Kawaru is coaxing him to talk a bit more and open up in, I guess, a way he doesn't normally do. Alright, so now it becomes abundantly clear. Kawaru's working in concert with Seely. And Seely is making it clear that they are now opposing Gendo. So, a couple things of note here from what Seely's saying. Kawaru is the salvaged soul of Adam, which was the progenitor of all the angels, and that humans are the progenitor, or rather, the, the progeny of Lilith. So, it seems like humans and angels are sort of intrinsically related, but diametrically opposed. And it also seems... It, it seems, I guess, weird to me that Kawaru is an angel, because he certainly is so, but that he would take direction from Seely. So Misato has decided that she can't get anything done by the usual channels. So she's going to interrogate Misato herself. And while that's going on, Kawara's deciding that now is the time to act. Which is decidedly not good. So Asuka's lying comatose in a hospital bed. While Kawaru managed to activate Unit 2, I guess, on a whim. There's no entry plug or anything like that. He essentially just turned it right on. And he's taking Unit 2 with him down into Central Dogma. So at this point, really the only thing that Nerve can do is 
play the waiting game by shutting all the doors. But given that Kawaru brought Unit 2 with him, he'll likely be able to just pull the safety doors apart like tinfoil. So Seely's sort of talking a little bit interspersed with Kawaru descending. And it seems like Seely is putting a fair amount of their hope into Unit 1. Why Unit 1 is so special compared to Unit 0 or Unit 2 is not clear at this point. So unfortunately, Shinji's not taking the news very well. Uh, I believe this is uh, the second friend he will have to kill. I guess Shinji's lucky in that he didn't have to kill Rei that last episode. But I guess this is worse because Kawaru essentially betrayed him. So Shinji's taking it really poorly. So notably, Shinji assumes, I guess, that Asuka is being used here because he apologizes to her. So I guess whether or not it's been made clear to him that Asuka isn't involved, I guess nobody told him that. So, Kawaru is uh, expounding a little bit on the nature of AT fields. He says that an AT field is essentially the boundary of one's soul. And that all humans have their own AT fields too. The implication being that an AT field is what makes an individual an individual. And without an AT field, individuals could not exist. So at this point, Kawaru's AT field is so potent that it's blocking light and sound and everything, thus preventing the bridge from seeing what's going on down in Central Dogma. Though Shinji's pleading with Kawaru not to initiate the third impact. And Kawaru doesn't really pay him much mind. But Shinji can't do much about it at this point because he's still busy grappling with Unit 2.
And like that scene in which Asuka was mentally probed by the angel, there's some nice classical music playing here in the form of Ode to Joy, while Kawaru delves deeper into central dogma and Shinji grapples with Unit 2. So, Kawaru meets the giant figure in Central Dogma, and he was under the impression it was Adam, but when he arrives, he realizes that it is, in fact, Lilith, so it seems like he was in some sense deceived. So, Shinji grabs... Kawaru with Unit 1. And Kawaru sort of offering Shinji up a choice. If Kawaru lives, humanity's doomed. The only salvation for humanity is to kill Kawaru, and Shinji's gonna have to be the one to do it. That's sort of a nasty choice to put at the feet of Shinji, who's not particularly stable on a good day. So I guess Shinji's just sort of contemplating on what to do as he holds Kawaru captive in his hand. I think it's fairly obvious what needs to be done, but whether or not Shinji has the mental fortitude to do it is another matter entirely. And all the while, that classical music plays in the background. This passage in particular strikes me as rather, I guess, melancholic and foreboding. Not joyous like the rest of Ode to Joy. Ultimately, Shinji does what needs to be done, and he crushes Kawaru to death. So this time, Shinji goes to hang out on... I guess what you would call a beach to mope, but this time Misato's there with him. Now, interestingly enough, Shinji compares Kawaru to Rei.
So Shinji and Misato are talking here. Shinji declares that, you know, he should have been the one to die. But Misato makes it clear that the one who should live is the one who has the will to live. And only Shinji was the one to do that. So this outcome is perfectly all right. Alright, that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.